This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. One quick announcement. Tinkered Thinking has released its first book, The Lasilius Parables, Volume 1. As many will know, a short story is released every Sunday, and this book is an illustrated collection of the first 50 stories released on the podcast. An enormous amount of effort and love went into this project in order to bring it to life. If you want to check it out, go to tinkeredthinking.com slash bookstore. Episode 900 Mental Modules Our own reasoning can play some fairly devious tricks on us. It's perhaps not hyperbole to say that we are in a constant state of conflict with our elaborate talents of self-deception. We reason our way back into bad behavior and later look back with an almost amnesic astonishment at our own stupidity, impulsivity, or mindlessness. The question, why did I do that, seems suddenly unconvinced by the reasoning that premeditated our ill-advised decision. Because that's exactly what it often is, ill-advised reasoning. Benjamin Franklin once wrote, So convenient a thing to be a reasonable creature, since it enables one to find or make a reason for everything one has a mind to do. All he's really saying is that the human mind is great at coming up with a good story about why anything is a good decision. This storytelling ability, phrased in such a way, sounds eerily similar to a new technology that recently became available to a limited public called GPT-3. Tinkered Thinking was fortunate enough to gain access to the limited API of this new technology and did a few collaborative episodes with GPT-3. In short, GPT-3 is really good at continuing any sentence that you give it. It generates language that sounds very plausible, and in many, if not most cases, it's impossible to tell if something was written by a human or if it was generated by GPT-3. For a more in-depth discussion of this technology, check out episode 828, What is GPT-3? Now, what's very important to realize about GPT-3 is that it can, quote, talk in any direction. Give it a topic like the future of humanity and it'll talk about gloom and doom, but reprompt it with the same exact thing and you're very likely to get the opposite. GPT-3 will start spinning up a new perspective about how there's so much hope for humanity and that will soon populate the stars. And in many instances of this generated text, there will be the semblance of reasoning. In short, it's very good at generating a believable and cogent story. In one moment, it can sound like an awful racist, and in the next, it can generate a humbled and caring perspective. If you remember back to high school English class and the assignment of writing a persuasive essay, you'll perhaps recall the exercise of coming up with the argument for the other side of the point you're trying to argue. GPT-3 is essentially excellent at this exercise. Now, in the context of our own self-deception and the logic that underpins it at different moments, it seems we too are quite good at this game. In the brain, there's a location that's referred to as Broca's area, named after Pierre-Paul Broca. This area is located on the frontal lobe, usually on the left side, and it appears to be responsible 
for generating language. It's a bit strange to realize that we don't use our whole brain to produce the things we say, and that it's primarily the product of a small area. Certainly, we use other parts of our brain when we do talk, but the fact that Broca's area exists makes it seem like our brain is more like a set of modules, and when we speak about something visual, it's as though the language module and the visual module at the back of the brain link up. It's as though our language module can spin up a convincing rationale for anything, but it depends on which other modules have hijacked our own personal GPT-3. We think about getting on a better diet, and Broca's area rattles off a bunch of very sensible reasons why this is an excellent idea. But then a day or so later, when the receptors that usually get a regular dosing of dopamine from the sugar we have so regularly, suddenly Broca's area gets hijacked by the limbic system, and we start hearing an excellent rationale for why it's a good idea to buy that lava cake that just happens to be on the menu in front of us. Seen with this framework, it suddenly seems to make a lot of sense why so many people undermine themselves constantly. The brain has a bunch of modules or modes that are in conflict with one another when paired together, but seem totally sensible if listened to one at a time. The day trader buys the low, thinking it's a good price and that the long game will be excellent, but then sells a day later when the price has continued to drop and the logic has changed because the feelings around the situation have changed, and those feelings spin a much different story when linked up to our language module. We convince ourselves twice in opposing directions, and we fail to move forward because our rationale lacks consistency. This is why a practice like mindfulness can be so powerful. Many people think meditation grants a person control over their mind, which isn't necessarily correct or incorrect so much as it is just poorly worded. In this context of self-deception and rationale and language modules, it's best thought of as an additional module, a mindful module. And in this context, what it does is that it allows the mind to take a bird's-eye view of itself. Instead of being constantly intoxicated by the cadence of our own moment-to-moment -moment rationale and self-talk, the mindful module regards that deceptive song in a larger context and pauses the process in order to commandeer that language module for a moment and say, wait a minute, this doesn't really fit exactly. In fact, that reasoning is just plain bullshit. Just imagine for a moment if you could accurately call your own bullshit, how much more efficiently would you move toward your goals? This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly, and you can do this on the support page at TinkeredThinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.